0: Welcome to Exploration, the podcast where even a show who is pure in heart and says its prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf's bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson.
1: What you're about to hear may thrill you. It may shock you. It may even horrify you. We're talking Universal Monsters.
0: Ben. Yes, John. How are you doing? I'm doing splendid. Ooh, it's usually just well. Um, What's so so splendiferous? I
1: don't know. a had a productive day, uh, feeling uh, pretty good, so got some energy back in me. I'm ready to do a podcast.
0: Energy, you mean liquid energy or or a boost of happiness?
1: Liquid energy right now. Yeah, I'm definitely being fueled by caffeine.
0: Yeah, it's artificial. But we're here, and we're doing it. um so we are talking those classic monsters uh they existed before Universal came along, but I think it's safe to say that Universal put them on the uh, on the public's map and kept them in the public eye.
1: yeah, I think that's very fair to say uh they went for the age old Hollywood tradition of uh taking public domain properties and monetizing them and making them your own (laughs) locking down a copyright on that thing Disney's bread and butter
0: I just stumbled upon it earlier because I saw a uh, an auto populate on a Google search and apparently there was no copyright filed for Dracula so that movie is in the public domain
1: you don't have to file a copyright though do you Uh,
0: apparently you did between 1920 something and 1977 oh and that is why it is not in the public domain but apparently they did do it for Frankenstein Learn from that lesson. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it must have been a pretty quick lesson, or maybe it was just a little flub, because they were both made in 1931. Yeah,
1: someone just fucked up and forgot to do it.
0: And that guy probably lost his job. Um, so these, these monsters, they are, they're the big boys, right? We got Dracula, we got Frankenstein, we got the Wolfman. Yep,
1: you got uh, the Invisible Man's in there, you got the creature from the Black Lagoon,
0: the mummy. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got that uh, that Bride of Frankenstein. And, you know, some people, I think, would put Phantom of the Opera in on this, too, because...
1: Yeah, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think both of those were silent movies, though, right? I oh, know, were they? I know Hunchback of Notre Dame was definitely silent.
0: Oh, shit. I had no idea. Wait, so did they just skimp on it, or was it produced before?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was in the 20s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the talkies came out until the mid to late 20s. When did the jazz singer come out? I know that was the first one.
0: I do not know. 27 I 27 or something. I read somewhere that with Frankenstein one of its appeals was that, you know, the sound was so horrifying and sound was still so new in movies that it was a that it was a big part of what made it so big and terrifying.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like the, the at the end when he's getting burned alive in the uh in the windmill holy
0: shit dude like definitely does some solid screaming yeah <laughs>
1: it sounds like that uh, sounds pretty bad
0: yeah i guess we can jump right into frankenstein um when was the last time you saw
1: that oh i meant to rewatch it but uh it's been a while it was sometime between now and 1931
0: <laughs> i should hope so yeah i actually watched that earlier today oh awesome i got it in yeah i um i i'd been I'd biffed it the last couple days I really wanted to get some more of the movies in, but I managed to get a couple in today and it's it's pretty nice I think Frankenstein's the longest one at like an hour and twenty five minutes or something. Most of them are like hour and ten
1: yeah, they didn't really do like three and a half hour movies back then, which is good
0: yeah, you know to be honest like i mean i i I like a three hour movie like Avengers because I want that movie to be through i'd I'd watch a three hour Superman movie but you know, sometimes it drags a little bit. So it was kind of nice watching these movies that started and finished in just over an hour. I, I actually really enjoyed getting Frankenstein and uh, The Wolfman in today.
1: Like, I think a, 90 minutes is a good length of time for a movie, frankly, for most movies. Yeah. Unless you're trying to, you know, do Dr. Shivaggio or something. Dr. Shivaggio or something? <laughs> I think that movie's like 12 hours long or some shit. That's it's shit. ridiculous. <laughs> I remember we had to watch it in, uh, it was like our, what was it, Speech and Debate, Mr. Ramirez, when I was in high school. Uh, It was like his favorite movie. And so we spent like five days watching it. Oh, what a turd. Which was fine, because I didn't want to do school anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that's the only reason I've seen that movie. might just be Zhivago. Yeah, Zhivago. Yeah, I don't think there's another I in there. (laughs) He's not Italian, he's Russian. yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, man, uh, fucking Frankenstein, dude. Like what shocked me most watching that today was that that movie is really fucking good. Like I expected to be bored and, you know, maybe, maybe laugh a little bit, but that movie is
1: really well done and it's not super slow. Like we watched the mummy and it was a little, it kind of crawled at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The mummy was, yeah. If I, if I had to one word review mummy, it would be boring. Yeah. But yeah, Frankenstein, man, like it it felt like a play. Like you could see the painted backdrops, but they were done really well. And like everything looked like a a stage production.
1: Which is, is probably what they were going for.
0: Yeah. You know, that was the competing
1: media at that point in time, really. I mean, this is the dawn of the modern movie era. You know, they're figuring everything out. Like, you know, talking in movies is fairly new.
0: Yeah, and it's before they, they started doing, like, snappy, flashy camera setups and, like, little cutaways and stuff. They were probably shot very much like a play, you know, where people knew their lines and they knew their blocking and they had, you know, they're like, okay, let's, we have to get this entire take. Don't fuck it up.
1: Yeah, I bet so. And, like, yeah, there's not, like, a lot of fancy wipes or fades. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just cuts, like, the, the scene where he uh, kills the little girl. yeah. It just kind of like he throws her in the water and she's like splashing. And uh, then it just like cuts to her not being in the water.
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he just, like, just stands like it, up and runs away. It goes quiet and he turns around like, oh, what the fuck? And runs away. Yeah. That was interesting watching that scene because that's one that's in, you know, like the public consciousness of that movie. Oh, yeah. you, you think of that. And it was really interesting watching this movie. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll let this lead into something that I didn't remember about this movie. Like. When you're watching that, you know, the the little girl grabs him by the hand and is talking to him and has him sniff a flower, and he actually has joy on his face. Yeah. And they're, like, throwing the flowers into the water and, and, you know, watching them float. And then when he runs out of flowers, he sort of looks down at his hands, looks at her, and then throws her in the water, expecting her to float. Yeah. And when she doesn't, like, you know, he freaks out a little bit. It, It was really interesting how in this movie you sympathize with the creature. He's not... Like fucking Jason, just out to out for blood all the time.
1: Not at all. He's f- totally misunderstood.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, he he is a tragic character, and they did that really well. Did you ever actually read Frankenstein? Yes. Quite a different story. Yeah. In the book, but he's still a very tragic
0: character. Oh, he is so tragic he's in the just book.
1: Tragic for a totally different reason. Yeah. He's more innocent in the movie, where he's just kind of doesn't really understand what's going on. Like, like the scene with the kid, he's, he's like, Oh, I'm so happy. And he throws her in. He's just like, I don't know what's going on. And then everyone wants to kill him. And in the book, he is like, he's in pain constantly and, uh, and horrified by himself and f- fully normal human intelligence. And, uh, it gets really nasty vengeful.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, it's a very different story. Well, yeah. And, and in the beginning, like, I don't know what the fuck the assistant, Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's assistant, which I'm not sure where the, where the term Igor originated from. Yeah, his name's from. like
1: Franz or something. It's or Fritz.
0: Fritz. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like Fritz is just a fucking asshole to him from, from point one. And he's like taunting him with a, with the torch and shit and just like super fucking like sociopath at this monster. And I mean, but he gets his comeuppance. That's, that's, that's the monster's first kill. I mean, he is a
1: guy that goes around robbing graves and stealing brains. So, yeah, sociopath might be about right. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> we we uh, we st- we wanted to watch the movie as a family. You know, we were talking about which which movie might be OK for all of us to watch. And like, you know, we, we started to watch Frankenstein in the beginning when they're grave robbing. We we're like, OK, you know, the, she doesn't really understand what's going on. And then you know when when we saw them getting up to where there's a guy hanging in the beginning, we're yeah. like, okay, nope, time to turn your head. And then as soon as they they got to the whole Fritz stuff, we're like, all right, nope, like you're you're on your own for this, John. This is this is too much for the kid. Um, but
1: you're so nice to your kid. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll, we'll get her in a few <laughs> years. Yeah, she because she was she was interested in it, and I think I think when we when we do start getting her into scary movies, because I mean similar to me she's kind of a wuss with uh with scary stuff i think that that would be a good way to break her into it because these are these are pretty soft but it still just seemed a a little intense and like you know i think angelina was pushing to to get her out a little more than i was but i don't think she's wrong well and they're not they're not graphic at all no like most of
1: the deaths are implied more than anything
0: yeah there's there's no gore there's no open wounds or like stabbings I guess when we were watching the mummy there was that one guy that got speared or something
1: Yeah but there was no blood No and he just got kind of got ran through real quick and was like ah and
0: then fell down death <laughs> Yeah um but yeah uh, you know the 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 Frankenstein movie was really well acted and like it is fun watching uh watching Boris Karloff who after watching the mummy and he's he's a pretty thin dude like seeing how much padding and like like framework there is in that uh, in that Frankenstein monster suit uh, to get him the size he needs to be, but he's still got some big fucking hands. Like he's got big long fingers.
1: I like how they kind of did their own take on Frankenstein's monster, and it just stuck. Yeah, like that is to this day the image of Frankenstein that is like the default conjuring of his of who Frankenstein
0: is absolutely
1: and in the later movies like there is no frankenstein's monster this and that he's frankenstein like frankenstein meets the wolfman it's not dr frankenstein meets wolfman it's frankenstein the monster
0: yeah meets the wolfman yeah that was interesting in the movie like hearing dr henry frankenstein for some reason instead of victor and then like the the best friend character's name is victor i don't know why they did that but then like his dad is like baron frankenstein and here you know just hearing him talk about like oh yeah you know the the house of frankenstein you're like it seems weird here like i understand that the the name frankenstein is referring to the scientist and not the monster but you don't hear people say frankenstein that often
1: no well and there was the the movie the house of frankenstein too oh shit <laughs> that had like all of the universal monsters in it oh cool i'd never really thought about it but the universal monsters are widely regarded as the first you know, cinematic universe. Yes, they were a bunch of individual movies, but then they brought them together with Frankenstein meets Wolfman, and uh, then just went apeshit with that and started making tons of movies with all kinds of mix mash monster characters in them.
0: Yeah, so let's stop giving all this fucking credit to this Marvel universe. They 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 came, uh, you know, three quarters of a century afterwards, and and they're trying to take this fucking credit for this cinematic universe movement.
1: Yeah, and that only lasted like what 10 years fuckers like the monster universe went on for like 20 some odd from like the late 20s up through the late 50s like that's almost 30 years
0: it even influenced later pictures you know like uh, we were talking earlier about how uh there was that recent mummy movie with Tom Cruise they had the plan to do a they were calling it the universal dark universe where they they were using this to set up their cinematic universe they were going to bring back dracula and frankenstein and um i think they had johnny depp tapped to play the invisible man and in that mummy movie they had russell crowe who was uh dr jekyll and they were they were going to set him up and they i guess there was some like universal monster agency or some shit that he that he was a part of and they hang out with tom cruise over there i don't know i never saw the movie um probably should but i didn't hear good things I
1: honestly didn't even know it existed until like yesterday. (laughs) Like, I don't even remember hearing about it.
0: I was Uh, disappointed.
1: I was like, Oh, I should totally watch that before we do the podcast, but I just didn't get around to it. And, and I, it was pretty universally panned as all. I mean, it was so bad that they canceled plans for an entire reboot of a cinematic universe. So
0: it couldn't have been good. There are so many movies I wanted to watch in preparation for this and just didn't get the time for. I wanted to watch some of those Hammer films from the uh, late 50s and the 60s, probably into the 70s, too, just to see where it took off from there. Because, you know, we, we definitely grew up in the time where there was another resurgence of them. We had like Bram Stoker's Dracula and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein into the 2000s when they had that Benicio del Toro Wolfman. They had the Mummy series.
1: I'd never seen the original mummy until we watched it. Yeah. And uh I was kind of surprised that it tracked pretty well Yeah. With the uh Brendan Fraser ones.
0: Yeah, the story of of Imhotep, you know, trying to bring back well, in, in the nineties ones it was Anaksunamun and in uh in the original it was Ang Yeah. His his forbidden
1: love, essentially yes. f- that uh got him mummified in the first place. Yeah. Messing around
0: with her. Yeah, I was really surprised in the uh, in the old mummy how you never actually see him all mummified and moving around and killing people.
1: You see his hand with some wrappings on it once and that's it. Otherwise, you just see him standing still in a box and his eyes open at some point.
0: Yeah. And then you see some uh, some bandages trail out of the out of the little place where he just killed the guy.
1: Yeah, I was fully expecting
0: a lot more mummy time. Oh, actually, sorry. He didn't kill the guy because the guy yeah, went nuts, just the drove guy, him insane <laughs> yeah. he,
1: he did die of laughter <laughs> it's
0: like a joker victim yeah yeah so that that whole classic imagery of the mummy you know like crawling towards or stand crawling towards you very slowly did not come from that movie at all
1: dragging a foot and all that
0: yeah yeah he was just a very gaunt looking dude in some robes and a fez <laughs> yeah pretty much and it, it had a lot more of the supernatural how he's like killing people through, like, a, a pond and, like, using, like, the force.
1: Yeah, and able to, like, eyeball you into doing what he wants and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the remake of The Mummy, he had even more fantastic powers. Like, they kind of just upped everything.
0: Oh, yeah. His fucking scarab beetle swarms and yeah. turning into a... in Sandstorm or some shit. Yeah, right? giant sand face. So, he
1: definitely got more powerful later on.
0: But I don't think giant
1: sand faces were quite in the budget no. in 1932.
0: It's so weird. I never like either one of those movies when I I remember watching the um, Brendan Fraser uh, mummy series just being like, what the fuck is this? Who's this Imhotep guy who looks like a normal dude and has magic powers? Like, why is he not a mummy who is trudging forward and killing people? But my expectations were a little off having not seen the original, apparently.
1: Yeah, I I think my main uh, idea of who the mummy is, is from like Monster Squad.
0: Oh, no, yeah. And, and that's
1: the one we think of. When I think of a mummy in a horror movie like that, I think of the mummy from Monster Squad. And I don't, I'm presuming that that came up in some of the later mummy movies. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I started looking um, at at pictures just because I thought I was going insane when, when we were watching the mummy. And um, there, were, there were some universal sequels where the mummy was more mummular. And, uh, and then also, especially in the, uh, in the Hammer films, uh, Christopher Lee played the mummy as well. And that was very much the mummy that we think of.
1: So how did the Hammer films get made? Like, I guess the, the copyright, you know, I mean, they're all doing public domain stuff. So like you could do, you can't do Disney's The Little Mermaid, but you could do Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid. Correct. As long as it doesn't look like, uh, you know, Ariel. Yeah, you're good to go, except the hammer films still kind of looked like some of the universal monsters to a degree.
0: Well, the the thing the thing that I uh, that I gleaned from all the the image stuff that I was doing uh, is that like a lot of the the hammer stuff just went more gruesome. And like, you know, Christopher Lee's Dracula, he didn't look like Bela Lugosi, even though, you know, you still have the cape and whatnot. But I don't think they could copyright man wears cape and bow tie they took off from the story a little bit, made him a lot more, a lot more sexual. I remember reading an article or something where they were like, you know, he was still, he was still Dracula, but now he was the Dracula who fucks. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. And what I, what I read about the hammer films with it was that they embraced the gore aspect a lot more. Well,
1: and that was, a, that was kind of what the time was calling for too. Yeah. That's when things were kind of going in that direction.
0: Yeah. I, I'd really like to go see him because Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were like the duo in Dracula and fucking the Mummy, and I think even Frankenstein. Like the two of them going against each other in all of these different films was was a normal thing. So Peter Cushing was uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's it's faces you you recognize from Star Wars, actually,
1: unless they got a bunch of makeup on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still tell it's Christopher Lee in the Mummy suit, but. Yeah, he's he's full on Christopher Lee with Dracula. Now, the other movie I watched earlier was The Wolfman. Have you seen that movie? Uh, Years ago. Yes. I'm not certain I had ever seen the entire thing. Like, you know, just being a child of this arena. You know, of course, I knew the whole story of the gypsy and what he looked like. And, you know, Lon Chaney Jr. Um, I can't remember what his nickname was. It was like Man of a Thousand Faces or something. But What was interesting about him is he he is not like Hollywood leading man look. Like he's got a really round face and he's just he's kind of chubby. Yeah, yeah, like a like a weirdly proportioned. Um, but he he was a great actor. Um that movie was that movie was really good. His dad was the hunchback in
1: uh the Hunchback in Notre Dame. In the original? Yeah.
0: Cool. That movie it 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 came ten years after those original ones. It came out in nineteen forty-one. And you could tell how the industry had changed because one, I remember one thing we noticed when we were watching the mummy is how there was no music bed. Like there was just a lot of silence underneath the action where in whereas in the movies now there would be, there would be some sort of score under it. Yeah. And the mummy when he's like, when the guy's
1: opening up the case that has the, the, what the scroll of Doth in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just dead silent. Yeah. Like yeah, a modern movie would totally be like building the suspense with music and uh they were not. It was dead quiet and just the the foley was all you heard.
0: Yeah, and uh, the the same was true for Frankenstein. Um where there there was a lot of weird silences when there should be or you would think there should be music. But yeah, in, in The Wolfman there was a full score going through it and I loved it. But it was uh it was it was a cool story about, you know, about a man getting bitten by a werewolf. In fact, a gypsy in the movie, uh, the one who who is the werewolf that bites Lon Chaney, is played by Bella Lugosi. Oh, yeah, awesome! Not looking anything like Dracula. Like if I didn't know it was him, i I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed it. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have jumped out as Bella Lugosi. Yeah, Lon Chaney in that movie does a really good job playing a man cursed. Yeah, there's a lot of suspicion that that he's a murderer because there's these murders happening. People are getting their jugulars ripped out. Everyone's sort of looking at him. It, ge- it gives a very paranoid sense. He accepts what's happening, and eventually, he has to die.
1: That is one of the interesting things about these movies, like Frankenstein and the Wolfman, both die. Yeah, at the end of the movies, there's like a bunch of sequels later on, like they pop back up, but they totally die at the end of the movie. There's no way Frankenstein gets out of that windmill.
0: Yeah, the last you see him, a big ass beam has fallen on top of him, and that thing is up in flames.
1: Yeah, and he's screaming bloody murder. Yeah, or fiery death.
0: Yeah, it was pretty unsettling hearing his voice that high pitched because it it just been a bunch of grunts and groans before, but once you actually hear his screams, but yeah, Wolfman was well done. It seems more familiar in its in its styling, stylings, and its production whereas you know Frankenstein and Dracula they seem old. I think one of the things
1: that made those movies what they were is that they had proper actors as leading men. Like even for stuff like Frankenstein or the Wolfman where they've got you know for a lot of the movie they got makeup and stuff on. I mean those guys were serious actors. Yeah. They I think all had like a lot of respect for the characters they were playing and like were really trying to play a good character not just
0: a, kind of cheesy monster yeah they took the craft seriously
1: yeah and because because looking back at it from from here like you think of some of the universal monsters as kind of like hokey and cheesy sometimes uh but when you go back and watch like the original movies they weren't at all they were very you know rather seriously portrayed but later on like in the late 50s and stuff um they kind of did get hokey (laughs) yeah because they had like all the abbott and costello movies where they basically became kind of buffoons yeah, chasing after Abbott and Costello.
0: Like a like a Scooby-Doo type villain.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so, the, you know, that image kind of stuck a little bit as well. And uh, you had stuff like, you know, the monsters and and this sort of thing where it was kind of like, oh, here's these monsters and here we're making fun of them and they're kind of silly and not serious tragic characters anymore. Yeah. And I guess Lon Chaney Jr. really, really hated the Abbott and Costello movies.
0: Oh, really? Even was though, he in them? Yeah.
1: He, he was at least in the first one, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, he was not happy about it, I guess. He was very oh. upset that they were not taking his character seriously.
0: Oh, man. See, I want to go back and watch that so bad. I loved that as a kid. I remember watching it at my grandma's house tons of times. Like We must have rented it at the video store. Like over and over again. I was probably the only one renting it.
1: Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I I remembered that one too. I'd totally forgotten about it until I was looking at something that was mentioned, and I was like, oh, I also would like to go back and watch that again because I love me some Abbott and Costello.
0: I have a feeling after even after we get done recording this episode, I'm going to go through as many of these uh, Universal Monster movies as I can. Um, I managed to get uh, that six pack. You know, I had Dracula, Frankenstein bride uh wolf invisible man is that all of them oh and mummy and uh i i wanted to get invisible man in today or dracula but i did not because i haven't seen dracula in quite some time but it's weird when i was watching the trailer for it we, we were watching trailers to figure out if we thought uh they'd be too scary for the kid i felt i felt like i knew the movie you know, and, that, and that's why I wanted to watch Frankenstein more than that and why I wanted to go and watch Wolfman rather than that, because I felt like I knew that movie really well. Like, it doesn't seem like there's anything exciting or surprising or mysterious about it anymore. You know, like, you know, Children of the Night, what what beautiful or what music they make. And then they're like, I am Dracula. You know, like, it's all still kind of there and just like absorbed in my brain. I could see that. It's not. And I don't remember that movie being exciting. I remember it being just kind of kind of slow pace and even keel just more eerie than uh, than scary or, you know, like Wolfman and Frankenstein were exciting. There yeah, was action
1: suspense and yeah, things are going on. Yeah.
0: And like mobs and people getting angry and shit. I don't remember there being like a Van Helsing character or anybody like really trying to yeah, like kill hunting him. him and trying to yeah. take him
1: out. Yeah I, yeah, I don't remember one like
0: either. Oh, man. So, whoever is coming to this episode to hear cool stuff about Bela Lugosi's Dracula, or not even to hear cool stuff, but hear our take on it, sorry, (laughs) because we didn't get around to it. I mean, he
1: definitely uh, cemented the the basic image of Dracula for decades to come.
0: 100%.
1: Even stuff like Sesame Street, like the Count, you know, his costume is Bela Lugosi-style Dracula, and every little kid that buys a random... Dracula costume for Halloween it's that costume
0: yeah and he had a really interesting look to him like he wasn't like some lantern-jawed Hollywood leading man you know he he had a a weirdly like round-shaped face and just very plain features but it was it was that stare and that like pursed mouth that that became synonymous with Dracula you know like years later you you see people dressing up as vampires and you're like Okay, I understand that you're Dracula because you've got the clothes on, but you don't actually look like Dracula as as I imagine it, you know, because even though even though I don't remember a whole lot of his performance beyond the stairs and shit and like holding a cape open, he is still Dracula. Yeah, yeah,
1: doing the little arm cape in front of his face. You just see his eyes.
0: Yeah. Well, and these
1: days a vampire can look like anything. Like vampires are all over the place and they just look like normal people and it's boring.
0: Yeah. Or weird nineties biker gang cheese balls and Buffy.
1: Billy Idol wannabes.
0: Now, one of these movies that I just want to touch on because I didn't get a chance to watch it, and it was from it was from much later on. I think it was geez, early fifties, was Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think it was fifty four. Yeah, that I sounds right. I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time. Like the story just sticks in my head because I've got this comic book by Arthur Adams who it was basically just an adaptation of it. And I love Arthur Adams artwork. So it's, you know, the story's always been there, but I love reading about the creature from the black lagoon and their, uh, their process for making it. And that suit was so yeah. fucking cool. I think he's my favorite universal monster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just always love the way that, suit looked yeah it looks terribly hot and uncomfortable to wear imagine that thing weighed a lot and was not breathable especially with whatever they were making it back then i bet it was heavy and swimming around in the water with that fucking thing on
0: yeah probably absorbed water
1: had to have been miserable and
0: probably dangerous yeah (laughs) but it looks cool yeah those underwater scenes and the way they're lit are so eerie and creepy like i remember my dad when i was a kid talking about how that was the mm-hmm. one that scared him the most, you know. Because when when I'm when I'm swimming around in like a river or a lake, and I can't see what's under me, like I think about that shit. Like, what kind of creature is there Out at Folsom Lake? You know, there a lot of times there were submerged trees oh, and yeah. shit. And brush something against your leg. Yeah, Ugh. something solid touches your leg, and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think he was another misunderstood character where, you know, he was, I mean, granted he was terrorizing these people and kidnapping the lady and shit, but he was just sort of an, an animal and they were hunting him in his own habitat. Yeah. He
1: just, he just wanted some love, you know, rape, rapey love. uh, That's not, that's (laughs) not great, but you know, he's, he's a, he's a monster. What are you going to do?
0: I'm shocked. They haven't made that a priority with the whole, you know, trying to revamp universal monsters because Dracula has been done a thousand times. Frankenstein, we've seen it all before. But the creature from the Black Lagoon, like they really haven't done that. Man, I guess Shape of Water may have uh, may have sort of filled that void. So people might want to want to stay away from that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a very different tone. Yeah, um, like he's not out mur- like the worst thing he does is bite some dude's fingers off and that dude deserved
0: it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that guy was a villain people were the real monster <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that suit in shape of water was fucking awesome yeah like that is a solid mostly practical suit i gotta say guillermo del toro i guess he's a huge like universal monsters fan
0: yeah and he loves his practical
1: effects he re- <laughs> he really does and he does some awesome freaking monster designs and does you know does not cgi them
0: yeah and doug jones who is the man in the suit and he's done a lot of del toro's work before he's he's like He's the other guy besides Andy Serkis when you want somebody who's doing performance capture work. Yeah, um, you know he's so tall and lanky and like he he, he does a great job. He was also uh, at least in the first Hellboy movie. He was uh, Abe Sapien. Oh, so I guess that's another Del Toro project.
1: Oh yeah, with another kind of fishy guy.
0: Yeah, and I think he was uh, he was eyeball hands guy in uh, Pan's Labyrinth.
1: That's one of my favorite monsters ever. That one is that's one of the few monsters that uh, as an adult creeped me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm on to something now. Now I can start <laughs> digging away. I, I know who I'm going to be for Halloween so I can freak you out. Oh, you should totally. That would be an awesome Halloween costume.
1: I don't think I can pull that off. Yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, it would not be a comfortable Halloween costume. You wouldn't be able to see very well.
0: Yeah. So let's see about getting a getting a copy of Creature from the Black Lagoon and let's watch that sometime this week. That would be fun.
1: Yeah, the last time I watched it when I was li- it was I was living in Florida because uh we were living like 30 miles away from where they filmed it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and we like we went there one day. It was cool. It was, uh, this place called Wakulla Springs. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and they've got it's just a big uh spring essentially, but it's got it's like a small lake essentially, but it's got like super clear water because it's all just coming right out of the ground in a spring it's got manatees in it and they got like a big ladder thing that you can climb up and jump in
0: do they do they make like a tourist attraction out of the fact that it was the creature from the black lagoon spot
1: they don't have like a guy walking around in a suit or anything but it's uh (laughs) they should it's not like an amusement it's more like a like a state park kind of place yeah Uh, but they do have some like little plaque things and stuff that mention it
0: oh that's cool like julie adams Sat laid here. here. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is where the creature died. I I also want to watch The Invisible Man cuz I hear he's got the highest kill count out of those those original movies. And I I wouldn't have thought of that. When I think of The Invisible Man, like I just think of the bandage face. I don't actually know the story. I started to read the original novel once but didn't get all the way through it.
1: Yeah, I think he kind of goes power mad to a degree. I think The Hollow Man was kind of it was pretty much based on the Invisible Man, but yeah. I don't think they had the rights to say invisible. So they said hollow. <laughs> and uh, he was kind of a, he kind of went nuts with it too.
0: Yeah, I never saw that movie. Um, I saw little bits and pieces, but I remember asking our old buddy Sean, who saw it, if it shows Elizabeth Shoes' boobs. And he said no. And that sort of it sealed the deal yeah, for you, huh? That took away the drive to see it.
1: It's a good movie.
0: I liked it. Yeah, it was Kevin Bacon, right? Yes. Yeah. In The Wolfman, was there anything that you noticed
1: that was kind of like uh, dated, I guess? Not, you know. Oh, geez. Not not like effects wise or anything, but I mean like uh,
0: cultural attitude wise. Thank you so much. Like, are you sure you didn't read something and you're setting me up on purpose?
1: No, I was just thinking about it because of some of the stuff we saw in The Mummy.
0: That is so fucking great because I totally forgot about this. Like, holy shit, this movie would not be made these days. in like the the Me Too uh, world we're living in or, you know, the 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 cultural uh, awareness of this sort of thing. But like he's setting up a telescope for his father, which he uses to peer down into the town and sees this girl in a window. And then he's like, oh, yeah, she's fucking hot. So then he looks down at, at the shop that her apartment is over and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go in there. So he goes in there just looking to shop. He's like, I'm looking for some earrings for someone. She's like, well, what? you want these, these? He's like, no, I'm thinking something more like a, what was it? It was like a, like a crescent moon with something like that. And she's like, well, we don't sell those here. And he's like, well, what about the ones on your nightstand or something like Whoa. that? Yeah. and She's like, how do you know? He's like, I'm psychic. And I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck? And, and she just like giggles and like, oh, that's funny. You know, she she brushes him off at, at first. You find out later she's got a fiance. Not that it matters. It but turns she's not out
1: like completely terrified for her safety. Like no, she yeah. should
0: be. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then and then later on, he's like, oh, let's go get our fortune told. I'll, like, nope. like, oh, okay, well, I'll pick you up at eight. She's like, uh, nope. He's like, OK, well, pick you up at eight. She's like, no, nope. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll buy this cane here that's got a, it's made of silver and has a wolf and a pentagram on it. Cool. Thanks. I'll see you at eight. He's <laughs> just like, I said, no, <laughs> And then he's straight up like, He's like standing on the side of the building when she like walks out of the shop at eight, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" She's like, "I thought I said no." And he's like, "Yeah, but you you you're wearing those earrings I liked." She's like, <laughs> "Like yeah, you thought you said no." Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so rapey and and dated. Like I I mean I don't I, it doesn't offend me or anything. It shouldn't offend anyone. But and he even admits to her like, "Oh yeah, I had a telescope and I saw you," and and she's she's not offput by it. And like the next day they're like falling in love even though she's got a fiance. Oh man,
1: people fall in love so fast. Oh, oh yeah, like fucking Mummy. In the Mummy, the dude was he was also being kind of rapey. What was his name? Tom? Maybe Ta? Mm, I don't know. The Whatever. Dude, the the young man, protagonist guy, like uh you know they find um the I, mean, I can't remember anybody's name. They find uh the lady passed out and they bring her back and like as she's waking up he's like over the top of her. Yeah. And just like, uh, uh, uh. He's like I mean, like he was really creepy vibe. But uh no, apparently that's them falling in love.
0: Yeah. That's how people did it back then. Guess so. Get rapey,
1: fall in love. And then I'm nearly certain that uh you know, the, the kind of manservant guy they called the Nubian. Yeah. Like you get a good shot of him at the end and I like I was like, wait a minute. I think that's a dude in blackface.
0: Yeah there there isn't that much tonal contrast between skin color and lips on real people.
1: Yeah, yeah and like you know I mean I guess he's in black body cuz he's got no shirt on either but like that that looks like a white dude painted up.
0: And it reminded me of uh the the old uh, the old Fleischer Superman cartoons from the early 40s like 41 42 That, uh, there was one called the mummy strikes where, you know, there's a curse of a mummy and these, these, uh, these mummies come to life and they, they have like that sort of character, like, like the Nubian where, and, and they are clearly like drawn and animated as if they were somebody with black face. Like, like they've got super dark skin and just these like super white lips and you're like, Oh man, like these, these days that that's problematic.
1: Yeah. So I looked up who he is. It's a guy named Mark noble also known as noble johnson
0: oh that is a poor name if i've ever heard one <laughs> noble johnson
1: <laughs> and uh you know i can't tell because they're all black and white pictures and there's some shots from him in other movies it definitely seemed to be his shtick his his complexion is nowhere near as dark as it was that's for sure yeah so they definitely darkened him if uh, nothing else i don't know
0: yeah a little uh little fun fact in the wolfman just because I forgot to say it earlier, his father is played by Claude Rains, who plays the Invisible Man. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of bleed over. I, I remember, shit, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I think Bela Lugosi even played Frankenstein at some point. Yeah, he did. I think in one of the, the later... Um, like Tomb of Frankenstein, or Frankenstein's Curse. Some yeah, it was shit one like of the later ones.
1: ones. Yeah, he played Frankenstein, and then the guy that took over for Frankenstein in the Abbott and Costello movies, I guess spent some time with Boris Karloff, like training. Oh, cool. On how to be Frankenstein correctly. Cause they were serious about these characters.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to say about Phantom of the Opera. Cause I've, I've never seen it at all or hunchback. The, the look is, is iconic, but yeah, I've just, I've never, I've never had any exposure to those at all. I just remember going to universal studios and seeing the, uh, set where the that main fountain was that uh where they where they shot some hunchback and them just calling it out is like oh yeah you you knew this from hunchback of notre dame i'm like i didn't i'm 12 <laughs> nobody alive right now knows it from that unless you're a real universal monster head
1: yeah and silent movies can be kind of tough
0: oh kind of nothing
1: it's a different way to watch a movie and like, the, there's some silent films I like, but most of the mostly they're uh, physical comedy. Yeah. Because that translates well, and you don't need a lot of talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some old Chaplin.
1: Yeah, Buster Keaton. Yeah. Um, so that stuff's still fun to watch. But yeah, like dramatic silent movies, I don't know. Like Nosferatu.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, no thank you. That's tough. If I want to see uh, some of that shit, I'll watch that Shadow of the Vampire with a... Uh... With uh, Willem Dafoe and what's his ass, John Malkovich. Yeah, that was a that was a fun flick because I I like that story about how Max Shrek, you Yeah, know, like how there was there was stories that that he was an actual vampire. It's probably true. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> um, so what do you say? You want to take a break? Yeah, let's do that. We'll be right back. Ah.
1: Hi, uh, you look like you could use some breakfast. Ah some honey nut Cheerios. Mm. It's okay, it's mm. okay. Look, it's got real golden
0: honey. Ah. Honey, good. 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 Any time? Good. It's Honey Nut Cheerios. Part of this good breakfast. Welcome back.
1: Right. So over the break, I was uh, I brushed up on Noble Johnson's. Oh yeah. Uh, wikipedia and i think he was actually african-american ah the 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 wikipedia article is not very clear because it says stuff like while johnson was cast as black in many films he also played native american and latino parts and exotic characters such as arabians and the devil uh, i'm not sure why arabians and the devil are included exotic in the same in the same part but not yeah i, I that's kind of interesting, but
0: they're both from very exotic locations, like Arabia and Hell. Hell,
1: yeah. Um, but then it goes on to say, you know, mention how when uh, African Americans were shot in the old film, like it was hard to tell skin tone. Um, so even if he was, they would have painted. Him, they might have painted him darker to make it obvious.
0: So he was naturally black faced, but they made him blacker Ex- face. Yeah,
1: extra blackface, which I guess is l- less. I don't is that less racist? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, if if they if they are taking a black man and making him look like a white man in blackface, I don't think that is such a good thing.
1: Well, and they were also making him look like Latinos and Arabian Arabs and uh Native Americans, so it was definitely part of the same bucket there.
0: Yeah. Racially ambiguous yeah. in old Hollywood.
1: But then it talks about how he went to start a, he started, it says he started a company to make uh what was called race films, like films for African-American audience. Mm-hmm. And then it says the Lincoln motion picture company was an all black company. And so is that, I'm assuming that's the company that he started. Yeah. Which would also imply that he was black as well. So at least it's not a white dude in blackface. That's yeah better i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's uh let's leave that in old hollywood where it belongs (laughs) oh boy um so let's get into a little structure here do you have a first impression do you have your first encounter i do what do you got
1: uh my first encounter with uh the universal monsters or at least a uh something that was borrowing heavily on their images was uh, watching the monsters on Nick at night as a kid. Oh yeah. Cause I think I saw the monsters before. I mean, I was familiar with who Frankenstein and Dracula and stuff was because I was a kid and something you absorb by osmosis, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's, it was,
0: it's there in the cultural
1: lexicon. Yeah. Like I've been, through enough Halloweens at that point that I knew what Dracula was and I knew what a werewolf was and I knew what Frankenstein was. and Yeah. And all that. So I was familiar with that, but I, at that point in my life, I mean, I was probably like eight or nine. So I don't think I'd actually seen any of the old movies because um, I didn't really watch like TCM or anything that would have played them. But I did watch Nick at Night where Nickelodeon back in the day turned into a bunch of old TV shows. Yeah. And the Munsters was one of them, and uh, I loved that show. It was cool. They had like the the big funky car, and their stairs would ha- would like had like a mouth thing, like open up and growl, and smoke would come out. And- Holy shit! The dad was Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The grandpa was a vampire. Mm-hmm. The mom was essentially Morticia, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, she was like a like a.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I I would say that she, even though she looked kind of like a vampirus, she had like the the hair motif of a bride of a Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, but it didn't stick up. She just had the the white streaky. Yeah, character
1: wise, she definitely was aping the shit out of Morticia from the yeah, family.
0: Yeah, sexy, high, uh, you know, a lot of eye makeup. Yeah, the son was a wolf boy. Yeah, which I didn't realize until far later than everyone else. I always thought he was a little vampire kid with that uh with that widow's peak.
1: Oh, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, now he was definitely a wolf boy. And uh they were just goofy and fun and it was like the Adams family, but uh made by Universal with their the likeness of their monsters.
0: You also missed one member of the family. The daughter. Oh yeah, who was totally normal. As far as I oh, remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: She was just like some blonde chick. Which
1: I think that's a nice addition, just to have a perfectly regular kid there.
0: Yeah, she was the the Kelly Bundy of uh, of the monsters. <laughs> to be honest, I'm sure I have, but I couldn't actually put money on the fact that I have seen a single episode of the monsters. Seriously? Yeah, like a like a full episode from beginning to end.
1: You should go back and watch them. They're good. Yeah they're they're about on par with like the old Adams family.
0: Yeah and uh, I
1: love the shit out of the old Adams family.:
0: I well. love the Old Adams family. Yeah. John Aston is as Gomez. like even though Raul Julia was my first Gomez, John Aston was great. Oh yeah. Yeah, with the Munsters, like I know the theme, and I oh, the theme's great. Yeah, we covered that once um, with, uh, with Dennis, Mizak and Dennis when we played when we did a surf set for his wedding. Awesome. But yeah, no Munsters was a lot of fun to cover.:
1: I'll rock out to that theme any day. Yeah, it was it was solid that era comedy. It's it's silly, it's goofy, uh, it it's kind of unexpected, and uh, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like you know Beverly Hillbillies meets the Adams Family.
0: Yeah, or Universal Monsters even.
1: Well, with Universal Monsters, yes, it's those two things <laughs> with the Universal Monsters as your cast. Yeah, so I think
0: that's solid. Where could you go wrong? Yeah. Well, my first impression, like you said, you know, we, we grew up with that stuff all around us. Like I may have been like, a like Donald Glover's character on community where like, I just thought vampires were called Draculas.
1: Yeah. They're like the Kleenex of the monster world.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think my first, uh, my first solid impression with all of these monsters, something that, that we were we were bound to talk about that we mentioned briefly earlier. It was, of course, Monster Squad. Wolfman's got Nards, which, interestingly enough, uh, the guy who plays Wolfman he's he's the guy who plays Uncle Rico in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, but he also played a werewolf in Fright Night. Oh, yeah, so he's getting typecast. Yeah, fun factoid: he's a weird-looking dude. So in that movie, you've got you've got your Dracula, you've got your Frankenstein, you've got. Fucking Wolfman! You've got Creature from the Black Lagoon, and you've got the Mummy. Like it is the greatest hits. The boys are back in town. Yeah, and they're here to steal the soul of a girl. Yeah, yeah, a virgin. Who? Uh, how did Rudy, the cool kid, say it? That have you ever been dorked? I think he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dorking. Yeah. So you know how much we loved that movie when we were kids. I I know how much I loved it. I was in the same boat. Kyle and I would always talk about it and and get it on VHS and shit. I went back and watched it with Angelina probably a year ago or so because she loved that movie. Monster Squad sucks. Sucks. I watched it a couple years ago. I don't know if it, it certainly I didn't
1: love it as much as I did when I was a kid but I don't think it was bad.
0: Honestly like there's a lot of movies from our childhood that are shitty movies that we loved and we still love to this day. When I watched it this last time, I actually left the movie, like, hating it. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie ever again. Really? Yeah, it was very strange. Because I've always loved that movie. So,
1: so what, what made you come to this realization, do you think?
0: I think it's the, the performances were all so cringeworthy. You know, like, all of the little kids are shitty fucking actors, except maybe the, the little girl who plays, uh, what was her name? Phoebe, maybe could be. And she tells all the guys stop being such chicken shits. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom, Tom Noonan playing, uh, Frankenstein wasn't bad, but it just, I don't know, just all around like the Dracula character. He overacted the shit out of that role. Wow. He was terrible. The old man was okay. Oh yeah. 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 Creepy German guy. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to let this lead right into my favorite use in pop culture, which is Monster Squad. <laughs> really? Let's, let's backtrack to before the last time I saw it and decided that I hate it. Okay. Just the fact that I get to see all of these monsters together in one movie that was, you know, all, all shittiness aside, that, that, that now cheese grates my brain like i feel like like the love and the memories i have of it is still enough um it was goonies meets monsters like and maybe that's another thing that that i have a hard time with these days like it was so ham-fisted goonies
1: yeah except with more cursing yeah because like for a kids movie they say shit and a number of other things quite a few times.
0: Yeah. I mean, even Goonies said shit a lot. But, yeah, they definitely leveled up for Monster Squad. I mean, and instead of a character named Chunk, it's Fat Kid. <laughs> like, they just call him Fat Kid. <laughs> well, every, every character
1: in there was a pretty obvious uh, cliche. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, The cool kid who was painfully cool smoking cigarettes and wearing a leather jacket and cruising around on his bike and he's got glasses and he's he's obviously cooler than everybody.
0: Yeah, like his first appearance, he skids up on a bicycle, lights a match on the bottom of his penny loafer, and lights a cigarette. Yeah. And like when they're when they're getting ready to go kill people, like he he goes into wood shop and like sharpens stakes and shit.
1: Going back to the thing you were talking about with Wolfman and the uh, telescope, do you think the, uh, the scene in monster squad where he's in the clubhouse watching the girl change with the, that's like the only reason he's hanging out with these nerds. Do
0: you think that's a callback to Wolfman or I would hope so. That'd be, that'd be a cool homage. Yeah. I wonder if the writers put it in there for that reason. But I think the best part of that movie is the, the makeup and the costumes. Like you've got a werewolf change. The werewolf looks fucking cool. That mummy, mummy looked awesome. The, yeah, we touched on it on it earlier. That mummy is fucking slick, and like the guy who who plays the mummy has to just be rail thin because he is so fucking skinny. I looked him up uh, the last time we saw it, and like the only other credit I know him from is he played he was in X Two, you know, the second X Men movie as that that uh striker's son in the wheelchair who's got like the the make you see things powers
1: man that is a lot later
0: yeah yeah but he's he's still like sickly skinny and druggly looking and that scene where he gets unraveled was cool so cool it was really neat i love that that's how they take the mummy out yeah and then the fucking going back to creature from the black lagoon like that suit is the fucking shit you can't think of a better way to update the creature from the black lagoon
1: yeah because it still was very clearly the creature from the black lagoon. It looked nearly identical except better in pretty much every way,
0: yeah, it looked like a fishman, and like his gills and shit and just looking all slick and rubbery, but it worked and like all the spotting on him like and i i I always remember that shot after after fat kid you know shoots him with a shotgun and he's laying there, his fucking chest is all ripped open, you know they like, hey, fat kid. Turns with a shotgun, he was like, Good job, or whatever. Nice work. I don't know. My name is Horace. Yeah. <laughs> well, and,
1: and the, the effects on blowing Wolfman up and he comes back together was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stuck some dynamite in his pants, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. They stuck dynamite somewhere on him, <laughs> enough to blow him to a bunch of pieces. Yeah. And then they all, they all just sort of suck back together. and he's, <laughs> yeah, And Frankenstein looked like Frankenstein. Yeah. And, you know, I can't say for 100% certainty, but I'm pretty sure the mom in that movie is also the mom from Goonies.
1: Oh, and I did. I I liked how they made Frankenstein not a bad guy in that. Like he kind of he meets, you know, the girl at the water, Phoebe or whatever, at the water, kind of like he did with the girl he killed in the original movie. And they
0: become friends. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that, like, I remember watching the movie and being like, oh, I get this. You know, this is a callback to that scene I know about in Frankenstein. But it didn't hit me until you just said that, that, you know, they're playing him as the character that isn't the villain, you know, just like. Yeah. And I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have realized that it, that that was in character if I hadn't seen Frankenstein earlier. Oh, that's yeah, that's cool.
1: Because yeah. he's an innocent, you know, he's he's he just got into the world and he doesn't want to do anything bad but he just doesn't know. And and again, the other the person that takes him on is the other super young innocent, you know, where the, both in both instances the girl looks at him and just like, "Hey, what's up? How are you?" They're not like, "Ah, oh, monster." Yeah. Even though he's
0: pretty uh pretty weird-looking dude. Yeah. He's got bolts in his neck. This is cool. I'm I'm glad we got to talk this out because I I knew I knew I was coming in with with Monster Squad being a shitty movie because Uh, that's true but i'm glad i got to prove that i can still appreciate my memories of it and how i felt about it like i don't think i ever need to go back and watch it from beginning to end again you know i can probably find what i want to see from youtube you know just like clips of the of the monster makeup
1: the the one place where the effects fell short was that portal at the end
0: oh geez early
1: cgi was bad they should have stuck to practical i don't know how you do a practical portal but
0: yeah, the the beginning and the end, they they had that portal open up and it was it was pretty garbage. I don't I don't know if it was CGI. I think it was just just like a a blue No, Yeah, I guess it would have to be CGI to have like the swirling stuff. Yeah,
1: just like super early yeah. CGI. I guess they could have animated it maybe? Could have been like more traditional animated and then superimposed. I don't know though.
0: Yeah, that that may have been it, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely some blue screen work with like people going into it and, you know,
1: whatever it was, it left a bit to be desired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that Van Helsing guy, like popping up out of the portal to pull Dracula in. Oh, and that final film or that final scene clearly being shot in the, uh, the universal courtyard, like we're back to the future takes place oh yeah totally i i remember spotting that as a kid because i like spotting things like that oh this was from this movie this was from the other i loved that i that i caught that one early on
1: It it's the same continuity this happened in the same town that <laughs> yeah marty mcfly lived in
0: well and the neighborhood was clearly the the universal neighborhood too where like you know monsters and desperate housewives and i think animal house shot some stuff there and you know probably Probably countless other shows. Leave it to Beaver, I think. Yeah, when you build a city for filming
1: things, you use it more than once. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Um, so what, what's your uh, favorite use in pop culture? I know you got one. My favorite use in
1: pop culture is also a movie that isn't Monster Squad. It's Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Because I, uh, I do love Mel Brooks. You do. It's probably like my third or fourth favorite Mel Brooks movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, partly because I love Gene Wilder; She's he is great, amazing, and he's
0: so good in that movie. It's Frankenstein. Yeah, you know, I wonder if Mel Brooks refers to that movie as Young Frankenstein.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, maybe. But uh, it's a solid uh, parody of Frankenstein. And has all the goodness that I expect from Mel Brooks' movie, with you know, boob jokes and general funniness. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it, it it makes <gasps> me, it makes me laugh a lot.
0: <laughs> it tickles my pickle. Yeah,
1: I definitely did not go to uh, film school, so I don't uh, I don't have all these fancy words to say why I like movies. They make me feel good inside. Yeah. So. Um,
0: yeah, you got you got Terry, a young Terry Gar in that, looking hot as shit. Yep. Yeah, you got you got uh, Peter Boyle. I think it is yep. is his name.
1: Um, playing a uh, a singing and dancing Frankenstein's monster.
0: Yeah, putting on the Ritz. Yep. Now, was that song written for this movie? I don't believe so. Okay, because for some reason I thought I heard somewhere recently that that that's that that was the case, and I I couldn't I couldn't quote it. That's why I asked the question.
1: Oh, I mean, it could be. I am certainly not a repository of all knowledge.
0: Yeah. Uh but I didn't believe so. what was the name of the lady where whenever they said the the German lady whenever they said her name the horses would would go off Frau Blucher, yeah Frau Blucher yeah, yeah um <laughs> and the the Roland Zehe yeah, yeah, I mean that had Igor in it, yeah Igor oh, yeah Igor, yeah, yes. He was fun. I, I can't remember the name of that actor, but he was so hilarious. He was such a great foil to to Gene Wilder. Walk this way. Yeah,
1: and the thing with his eyes—that he oh, could do. jeez. so he did that. He
0: did that naturally. Just, oh well, yeah. yeah, It couldn't have been any fucking effect. I guess if, it, if once you see it, like practically moving around. Yeah, yeah, he could just do that with his eyes. You know, I I went back recently and uh and well maybe not that recently a couple years ago and and watched it again hot take i'm not a big fan really why is that i don't know i just just, you're just, just
1: shitting on everything tonight john
0: yeah hey uh i'm drinking the haterade and it is uh it's a strong batch now i for me as much as i love gene wilder by the end of the movie i'm just exhausted by all by all of his intense saying things like this. And I'm just like, just fucking move on. Come on. The bits don't, don't get me as much as like a blazing saddles or space balls. I don't know. I have a, I have a tough time with it. And I, I also wasn't raised on it. Like a lot of people were. Mm. So I think I, I came into it later on in life, but I get why people love it. I know that I am the weird one. So Gene Wilder's just a bit too
1: much for you in it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like like his his delivery is fun in the beginning, but by the end, it's just yeah, it it just it just wear it just wore me out.
1: He's like angry Willy Wonka the whole time. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, Willy Wonka, that's one of my favorites. Can we can we just change the uh, the episode to (laughs) Willy Wonka? You will you will get a lot of joy from me when uh, when we do that. I
1: don't know. Maybe you have to go back and watch it, and you'll hate it because you're. Bitter old man.
0: It's safe to say I've never gone a year without watching that movie.
1: You definitely watch a lot more movies than I do, John.
0: Yeah, it's true. So apparently, Putting on the Ritz uh, was introduced by Harry Richman and the chorus in the musical film Putting on the Ritz from
1: 1930. That tracks. Yeah. While we're clarifying things, Marty Feldman, the guy that played Igor. Yeah. From what I can tell, his eyes were always like that. Oh, shit. That's just the way his eyes are.
0: Okay. Like every picture I
1: see of him, his eyes are like
0: that. Man, look at us doing research. Yeah. You are learning things, folks. Better late than never. So, a quick what if, Ben? Okie dokie. What if, like Monster Squad, these fucking monsters all of a sudden do exist and they're fucking running rampant in Sacramento and they're going to open up a fucking portal and they're terrorizing people. Like, how would that shake you to your core? And like, what would you do? Like, would you be active and be like, okay, time to time to fucking bust some skulls? Let's go kill some monsters like these kids. Or uh, what? How do you? How would <laughs> no. you deal with this?
1: <laughs> like, unless they were bringing the fight to me, which they did to the kids in the monster squad.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if they were coming after me, I'd fight back. But if I was just like, there's monsters attacking Sacramento, I wouldn't be like, all right, time to hop in my truck and go to Sacramento, <laughs> fight
0: some monsters. What if there was some artifact on your property and and they were coming to get it?
1: I mean, unless it meant something really terrible, I'd probably just give it to Dracula. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fuck with Dracula. Yeah. Are you kidding? And fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, sh- you know, you can blow the wolf man up and he comes back and Dracula's notoriously hard to kill.
0: Yeah. You're like, hey, just send the creature from the Black Lagoon after me. There's not a lot of water around here and I've got a gun. Yeah. And, Apparently, yeah that's all you need.
1: He's not going to move super
0: fast. I think all he did in that movie was like lift Frankenstein's uh, like crate that he was in out of a pond. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, look, I'm with the team. Like that—that that was a tough thing watching that movie. Like he—he's, yeah, there. You know, um, Dracula's going around collecting all his monsters, and all of a sudden, like the body of water that Frankenstein's crate dropped into from an airplane just happens to be where the creature of the Black Lagoon is, and he like picks it up. He's like, "Here you go,"
1: and he's just been chilling there, not causing any trouble
0: yeah. for years. Oh, geez, and then Dracula with that fucking cane where he pulls out those two little 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 things to attach to wires that he hooks up to frankenstein's bolts and then just holds his cane up in the air and lightning strikes it oh boy i'm going the other way now <laughs>
1: yeah. well it's not a you know it's not a think piece man it's it's a silly kid romp movie
0: yeah well and man so going back to that like Fuck, that would be wild to if you were just out in Sacramento. Say you were visiting me at my office and all of a sudden you'd see these fucking monsters walking down the street. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't jump out and try to punch them. But. I mean,
1: and, you know, it, like I said, unless they're coming after me, I mean, you know, I'm not just going to assume they're awful monsters and want to, you know, warrant murder. Yeah. I mean, they could just be some people in really good costumes, in which case. I just
0: murdered some people
1: because <laughs> I thought they were monsters. Like, what? Can, I don't think
0: so. Can you imagine like being up in like uh, like the office that I work at on like the second floor looking out the windows and seeing those monsters go down the street, kill a few people. And you're like, oh, fuck. And then they just like turn and look up at you you're like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, there, there is nothing I can do now.
1: Yeah, there's probably not a lot of guns in your office. Nope. No, Definitely not. Whack them with a potted plant or
0: something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got lots of those. Probably not
1: a lot of wood stakes or silver either.
0: Yeah, man. I, and I wouldn't even feel confident if I had like a cross and a wood stake. I'd be like to have to get that close to Dracula without him killing me first. Like that sounds tough. Yeah. And unfortunately, you're at work,
1: so you don't have to invite him in. Yeah, wonder how that
0: works with buildings. Yeah, is it a, is it only the home that that he can't go into, or is it just like any building? He like jump into a into an outhouse. <laughs> Fuck you! You can't come in,
1: asshole. Well, that might work because at least there you have an expectation of privacy. Because like they can go into public, he can go into public places, but he can't come into your to a house without without permission. But like, what about like a hotel room?
0: Oh like, yeah, like you've
1: paid for it. So, it is your
0: temporary residence? You know what he can do, though? He can push that outhouse over. Uh, he, Yeah, he definitely can. If I was Dracula, I would totally do that.
1: Or, you know, if he's with all the other monsters, he'd just be like, drag that guy out here. Yeah. You, you guys aren't beholden by the <laughs> yeah, no simple that I am.
0: Frankenstein, rip that door off. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have been a more interesting uh, what if, like... If you could be any of those monsters, who would you be? We got double what ifs. Dracula's pretty rad. You can't go out during the day. Yeah, like
1: you can't go in places uninvited. Running water is bad. Running water is bad. Oh yeah, running water is. Uh, I don't know about like the you know Bella Lugosi Dracula. I don't know if it ever came up, but yeah, running water is one of those things that they can't cross running water and it uh, hurts them.
0: Oh shit. Is is that just like vampire lore, or is that like from Bram Stoker's Dracula? I think I'm not sure.
1: I haven't read Bram Stoker's Dracula, so I know it's general vampire lore. Oh wow, I've never heard that. You can't yeah, doesn't like garlic. Like I love garlic.
0: Yeah, that would be tough. So There's a
1: lot of downsides to Dracula, but you could turn into like a mist or a bat or a wolf. Wolf. Yeah.
0: In fact, in in Monster Squad, they did shove a piece of pizza against his face to to burn him. <laughs> yep. Okay, back to loving
1: it. So, I don't know about if I'd want to be... I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to be Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, I, th- I don't think I I thought about that question well enough because if you really think about it, you're like, well, being a mummy would fucking suck. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. Creature from the Black Lagoon, you're pretty limited. Werewolf wouldn't be bad.
1: I, I think I could, yeah, I think I'd go werewolf because like you only have to deal with it every once in a while and uh, when you do, that's pretty rad. Like, you're hard to kill. And, uh like the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to wake up with like a mouthful of cat in the middle of the woods or a mouthful of human flesh. Yeah. Maybe. You know. a belly full of human flesh. And be like, oops, what'd I do last night?
0: Well, it's, it's, it's funny how with a traditional werewolf or like the wolf man, you know, like he goes out and kills somebody and then wakes up in his bed with no real memory of it. It's like, like, when do you pass out as Wolfman? You know, like, like if, you, if you were just going to, like, pass out in the woods next to a corpse and you wake up, you'd be like, oh, I'm fucked. You know, like, if somebody walks up and sees that.
1: <laughs> but at least Wolfman had the good sensibility to go lay down in your bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, me either until just now. Because, I mean, that's how it would have to happen. Because if you came to out in the woods and then took yourself back home, then you'd remember having done that they always wake up in bed just like what okay i'm good uh, i guess and then you start hearing about murders and you're like oh fuck that was me
1: yeah you'd totally wake up in the woods you'd wake up wherever wolf would sleep i don't yeah. think they sleep in beds
0: well yeah and it's interesting thinking about uh about wolfman in uh in monster squad it's definitely a takeoff from the from the lon chaney jr one where he's very remorseful and you know feels cursed by what's happening because that guy in monster squad like he's he's trying to get the cops to lock him up yeah. because it's a full moon yep doesn't want to do it well how about uh how about a one word review and a uh and some final thoughts?
1: That seems like a reasonable thing to do at this time,
0: yeah, so uh when I was thinking I think
1: what I came to for my one word review on the universal monsters was iconic, yeah because like they pretty much set the stylistic tone for what all of these characters look like for the last 80 years, almost 80 years.
0: Yeah. And in some cases, or at least two cases with the uh, creature and, and the bride, they created the characters, you know, they made them.
1: The creature, unfortunately is a bit uh, less iconic. Like everyone knows who he is, but uh, you don't see many kids dressing up as
0: Gilman. Yeah, Gilman. I forgot about that name for him.
1: For Halloween. But, uh, man, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, like, they kind of cemented the aesthetics for those characters to this day. Even though, you know, you frequently see them portrayed slightly differently now. Yeah. They are immediately recognizable by almost everybody. I imagine there's probably someone out there, if you showed them a picture of Frankenstein, they'd be like, I don't know. Who the fuck is that? But they are the vast minority of people.
0: Yeah, it would it would it would take a long time to to hit that person. Yeah, because you think about like you know De Niro playing Frankenstein or playing Frankenstein's monster in uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like you put him next to Boris Karloff, and you're like, which one of these guys is Frankenstein? People may see like a patchwork face and be like, okay, yeah, I guess that that could be Frankenstein, but that's not the one we know. Yeah, but that
1: guy. On the left there. That's definitely Frankenstein. Yeah. The, and and the, the the cool part about it is that they got the jump on it because this was like the beginning of cinema. and They just went in and uh, did it and it stuck. Yeah. I can't think of a, outside of the Universal Monsters, there's not that many other characters that you could show a five-year-old right now and say, who's this? And they'd be like, I know who that is. Yeah. That's the dude
0: from Casablanca. <laughs> Oh, they like that's Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind. Yeah, like no. <laughs> yeah, just early. I think the the only other ones would be like, you know, early Superman and Batman serials. Yeah, but that's just because of the the costuming. You know, it's not the actual actors or or that one portrayal that 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 they know.
1: Yeah, well, it's mostly the costuming for Frankenstein too. I mean, that's all like a five year old's gonna know is that looks like Frankenstein.
0: Yeah. You know, for, for all of the same reasons you've, uh, you've just laid out my, uh, my one word review was classic. Yeah. Um, that is that in, in every, in every sense of the word for, for monsters, you know, they, they are the classics. They are, they are the Coca-Cola of, uh, of all the other RCs and tabs out there that come and go and that, you know, find their own, their own piece of the pie. But, you know, you think of Cola, you think of Coke.
1: And, and the reboot of the uh, monster universe went over about as well as new Coke. No shit, It's a good analogy. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, I mean, in closing, if you haven't seen these movies, uh, go watch them. They're as far as old movies go. A lot of them are better than most.
0: Like I said earlier, I was very pleasantly surprised by how enjoyable Frankenstein was.
1: Yeah, these are like my second favorite type of really old movies to watch. What's your first? Comedies. Oh, okay. Like, I'll watch a Marx Brothers movie over any of these most days. Yeah. But you could, you could get Abbott and Costello and Monsters.
0: It's a win-win. You know, I I think I want to definitely hit all the big ones like i i'm fairly certain i've never seen bride of frankenstein and i'm i'm i don't think i've seen invisible man either so i definitely want to hit them and creature from the black lagoon before halloween
1: and and yet you would instantly recognize the bride of frankenstein it's true if you saw someone dressed as her walking down the street
0: iconic well thank you folks for reanimating your eardrums and listening to us today i know it's a stretch (laughs) if you want to let us know what you thought of today's show email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com you can come and interact with us on the uh the facebook page geeksploration the podcast we've got an instagram that is geeksploration podcast or twitter at geeksplore pod
1: and if you enjoyed today's show, please go give us a five abnormal brain review on Apple podcasts or PodChaser or wherever you might like to, uh, tell people
0: what you think about us. Oh, we got a review
1: on, oh, awesome.
0: uh, on our Facebook page. This is from one, uh, Nick Bassio. He recommended us, uh, on, uh, on Facebook and he said, these dudes are the coolest quote unquote geeks ever. I know from personal experience. That is true. Uh, the, Nick Basio, man, I haven't seen him in a few years, but we used to play in a band with this gentleman.
1: Yeah, I saw him at Home Depot like two months ago. Oh, no shit. Did you tell him about our show? I did. I gave him one of the Geek Exploration cards.
0: Awesome. Well, cool. And uh, I made I made sure I said thank you for the shout out. And I just noticed now we got this cool ass little Snoop Dogg gift. It says, oh, for show." Sure.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: So, thank you very much for the uh, for the shout out, Nick. I know that's exactly what I said on the Facebook page, but we do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we do still have shirts available at shop.geekexplorationpodcast.com, and as always, our theme song is "Cruising for Goblins" by the ever excellent Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Until next time.
0: Creature stole my Twinkie.